Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad to be doing another podcast. It's my fourth one, and today I have a special subgenre for you, for you all. It's timba, and that is a genre that comes from Cuba. It's a bit of a romantic, sexual genre, to be honest, but it's also kind of like salsa music, but also different, and I'm beginning into that. But today, I'm No Leaflor, back with a different look at music, and today... For Timba, I think I'm going to go with the history like I always do, but basically just explain what is Timba. I'm going to talk about that, stylistic aspects, and you know what? Maybe the status of it now, and I think that sounds good. So let's go ahead and get started with what is Timba. I would say Timba is the music of Cuba. I've been watching so many music videos on Timba because it's honestly the most interesting genre I've come across on this series. Um, and I can just see in like almost every music video, every song, they got their trumpets, they got everything, like the stuff like that, the, those types of rhythms. And they always have drums, whether it's bongos, and sometimes they even have drum kits. But the singers, they're, they're always doing a great job. It, I know it's a pattern of them. I it's in a different language, right? So I don't, I don't know what they're talking about, and I don't really want to translate it. But <laughs> they're it's about love. I can tell that the music video and the song it's about love sometimes, but also coming together uh, as friends and just enjoying the moment. That's what I think Timba is, to be honest. Um, but. It originated in 1988, so it's been around for a while. It's got influence from several other genres from Cuba and around the world, and it's gone around the world. So, Timba is... I really like it. It, it might be something I actually listen to. Because this, these in this series, it's the stuff I don't, you know, listen to. But, um, yeah, that is Timba. And I think I'm going to go into the history to give some background knowledge for y'all. So, as stated before, in Cuba, timba music originated long before 1988, but technically it was made in 1988. For example, Orquesta Reve, his that is a band group, I believe, and the host, uh, Ilio Reve, He's a Cuban musician and a songwriter, and he was born in the like, 1930s in Guantanamo. In 1956, he formed a band, and it's called Orquesta. And it is trombones, it's drums, it's, it's basically Cuban salsa music, but then all of that helped transform into what we now have as timba. And... In the 1970s, that is when that pretty much happened. And so we have people like uh, Ilio Reve um, are the precursors to Timba. They helped make it with their uh, musical talents and other other groups, Sun 14, um, etc., 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 are the people that really create Timba. And I'm happy they did because, you know, we have salsa music. Salsa is similar but to have something like timba is cool and the special period in the 1990s um, is when it really became a significant form of expression 
um, culturally but socially. Because when I talk about these music videos, you see they're so happy. It's well done. It's not like anything in North America or Europe. Nothing like that. Well, maybe Europe a little bit, but South America, we have the Caribbean islands, you know, stuff like that, tropical. That's what that's the feeling I get when I say, what is Temba? What's the history of Temba? You think of going to Cuba and you see you go into a bar, you're strolling down the beach, you're hearing this nice music. It's lovely. It is lovely. And in the special period, 1990s, Soviet Union, that was still a thing. So you see like how long it has been going on for. Um, but we had several other groups after that that helped helped uh, form Timba to its status today. And I am thankful for that, and I'm sure Cubans are as well. But the special period in the 1990s, like I just said, it's when they came together culturally and socially because of the economic downfalls and hardships uh, for the Cuban people. You see, in places South America, they have had a lot of economic troubles. I'm not just talking about Cuba, but like um, Cuba's main trading partner, the Soviet Union, uh, they experienced a worse crisis since the revolution before. And uh, but nowadays, Cuba has a lot of a lot of tourism. It's better than it was before, but the influx of tourists to the island uh, helped uh, helped influence the music, but spread it more. And that's why it's in places like America or really all over the world. And that is pretty much what the special period is in uh, simple terms. And uh, going to my second topic here, about uh, halfway into this episode, stick around because right after this topic, I'm going to be talking, or not talking about, I'm going to be showing you all some Cuban timba music. And I'm sure you're going to love it because I love timba music. But um, for this topic right now, I'm talking about the stylistic aspects, but right now I'm talking about the dance and culture. And their main dance is called Casino, and that was well, well around well around before 1989 um but you know the the elements of it have of course evolved like anything has but um you know people are trying to stray away from salsa music at this point so um they change between some dances they do casino they do some new styles of it and other dances but they're trying to make it an independent genre at this point and not simply just Cuban salsa. And another thing I noticed of their style aspects were a lot of harmonies, especially in some music videos, where if one person, one guy sing uh, his love to a, one woman, another guy's gonna join in with him. He may not even be interested, but he's helping him out. That's one thing I noticed. And I thought that was really cool, because like, You'd, I feel like in North America, you see something like that, like a love song in the two th early 2000s, like anything before 2015, like you don't see that anymore. But in places like Cuba, that's still going on. And yeah, so the harmonies are really cool because we've, we've seen that before in the 70s, all in the history, let's say, let's say since the 60s, we've seen a lot of harmonies.
and uh, famous groups, let's say the Bee Gees, for example, but in the Cuba, you know, it's it was really nice to see that. Um, and they have become more traditional than, you know, doing it whenever you want, right? And, uh, well, we really try to see how Kimba is different from all the other stuff, right? Like, like, um, salsa. And they use the same instruments, but individually, stylistically, they are different. And Timba tries to use, um, so they try to differ from their salsa counterparts, but they do that in many ways. And I learned through the music videos, but also doing some research, that um, this, the areas where they are similar are the tempo range, um, a few instruments, uh, but also um, depending on the band, uh, it will be very different. Um, similarly, I would say maybe the stuff they talk about and where it's played. You, you, I'd say you'd see tempo music, salsa music in clubs, um, in some bars definitely uh but for rhythms it's very standard very standard not 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 too upbeat but it's upbeat it, it can get you going something you can dance to um but it's not boring of course it's music you can relax to in a place you can talk about it and you can listen to it while you're going around in the town on the radio that's what i think it is mainly used for um but yeah, I really like the rhythm and the harmonies. And uh, yeah, like I said before, you know, Timba really wants to be different from Salsa because they have a lot of similarities. You know, it's just like American R&B. They want to be different from Soul. Soul wants to be different than American R&B, right? Um, but Timba, how they're different is basically they're highly aggressive type of music, not physically or anything like that, but just like, the beats, basically, um, their rhythm, and it's, like, to say in one word, it'd be their swing. Um, they're taking their precedence over the melody and lyricism, uh, lyricism, um, and uh, associated with tempo, it's, like I said, it's it's a sexual music type of music, provocative, uh, dan it's a dance style, um, but it, tempo, not the word itself, but basically it means chaos or frenzy and watching like music videos and listening to them uh sing and perform um it's it's amazing it's honestly amazing there's so many instruments it's a whole band they get together and they play for crowds of people or even people in a in a little spot and i love it they have all these types of instruments uh string instruments they got their vocals their their drums um trumpets trombones are very common bongos are very common and uh little instruments but uh now i'm going to be talking about uh the music that i was going to show uh, i have something from a very famous musician in cuba he had his lifestyle is literally cuban music he makes it his name is alexander abru and i'm about to show you a clip of him playing some Timba music with his uh, bandmates. Here you go. Cuba, 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 Cuba,
cubano soy de pura cepa y mis raíces las defiendo con la vida cubano soy y donde quiera que me encuentre cantaré a mi Cuba querida vengo de donde el sol calienta la tierra See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I love timba music, because it's just amazing. Uh, you have uh, Alexander Bro there playing, like I said. And honestly, um, we have a variety of songs where he's just doing that amazing performance with his bandmates. And we have several other uh, groups and bands, the artists who just make lovely timba music. And I love this type of music. It's something that, that will go on my playlist. And I hope you enjoyed that. But um, for the quickly last part of my podcast, of my episode, I'm going to talk about the status currently, get a little uh, freshened up here. So it is a popular form of music, um, but the technical mastery of timba can only be achieved. It can only be achieved by highly trained musicians. And these are musicians are trained in classical music, jazz, traditional Cuban music, uh, and other genres. And that's really how they get to play this. Um, and and they play their music on the radio, of course. Haha, <laughs> radio. So it's really all over the place. And uh, that's the vibe I get. I don't even have to search for that. That's the vibe I get. But it's true. It's all over the radio, Latino radio. Um, and it's just amazing. I love it. And it's all, it's all over America. In Miami, it's there. Yeah, I, I feel the vibe in Miami, too, if I was there. But um, that's currently the status. It's not as popular as, you know, other genres, but it's good. It's good. Something you listen to when you go on vacation. I love it. And so I want to thank you for tuning in today's episode. I'm No Leaflor with Different Looking Music. You can check out my uh, podcast on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed making this episode. But uh, catch you later in my final fifth episode. See ya.